buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Good afternoon, Mr. Callagher. Jim, how's everything going this week down in sunny Florida? Um, it's going well. It's going well. Um, it's, uh, you know, a funny thing, um, here this time of year at between 4.30 and 6, just like clockwork, it's going to rain and, um, uh, and the last couple of days, it has not only rained, it's rained hard. And um, last night was the loudest thunder I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was rattling. The, I was more afraid than the dog was. I mean, I'm like, Christ, that's so close. Where's the lightning hitting, you know? But I didn't see any lightning. But, yeah, so crazy, crazy. Uh, other than that, it's pretty nice. The animals get scared about that stuff when we get the thunder I, up here. The, uh, the you dog. know, if Thomas, that's our dog, if Thomas has Debbie, he's not afraid of anything. Yeah. So without him, he'd be a mess. Without her, I mean. Well, so, it's uh, amazing. Yeah. Well, listen, Jim, we survived uh, the July 4th holiday weekend up here in the Twin Ports. And uh, I got to tell you, it was a memorable one because I think there were a couple days where we had wind chills. Well, there was at least a day where that wind chill, I think, went into the upper forties. Oh, and though it was a it was a tremendous wind off the lake, they had to cancel the fireworks. Uh, they um, uh, the fog and the rain and the yuck and the muck, and it was just. I bet you the waves were fantastic. It was just wild. Yeah, but they were hard to see because it was so foggy. Oh, really? You know, you really couldn't see anything. And uh, uh, I saw a couple of people posting pictures that said there is a lake out there and there is a lift bridge down there but all you could see was fog and so i don't recall us having a completely washed out july 4th holiday like we had this year it was just really a a complete complete washout are they going to redo the fireworks yeah the fireworks so uh actually we're last night we're recording on friday so the fireworks are scheduled for the friday and they were, and so I think everything's going to go off. It's a little bit, a little bit windy today, and cool, and on the, on Friday, but uh, the sun is out, so it should be fine. Well, there you go. Um, I tell you that they did fireworks down here uh, the third of July and the fourth of July, and um, yeah, they were they were quite spectacular both times. So um, yeah, and. Um, had a very nice, easy fourth. And how about you, sir? Well, there's nothing we could do. Nothing we you could do. You were hunkering down. We were, sh- we were in shelter. I mean, <laughs> well, I hope you had a chance to have a beer or something. Right. You know, it's so cold. You just uh, yeah. You just what do you do? You watch some movies and and you and you hope that uh, and- <laughs> you hope that your power doesn't go out or your internet doesn't go down, <laughs> right? You know, you have to dig out a DVD player. <laughs> Jeez Louise! Well, anyway, yeah, I'll real tell you. estate, yeah, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in real estate. Oh yeah, down here is, too. It's just wild, and one. Of, I think the, the big story 
that continues to deal, you know, affect the real estate market is the mortgage interest rates. And they, they, to me right now, they are really all over the board. They had come down last week. Uh, they're back up this week. And there's just a, it's a very volatile time for the mortgage interest rates in these, uh, uh, 10-year treasury, the bonds, they are just, they're all over the board and they're up and down all day long, every day. And it's, there's no stability to these things whatsoever. And so it's affecting the mortgage interest rates. And, well, you know, where this all goes, I, I certainly don't know. But I, I think, again, you know, as you, as you read articles that are, are, that get posted, there are people that are happy about this. When it comes to the real estate market, and they're happy to see the, the inventories increasing, they're happy to see the price drops occurring. This is stuff that they think we need, uh, that the, the the real estate market needed, because it was just one of those situations where it was so out of control that um, it uh, it was just where is it going to end? How is it going to end? You know what's you can't continue to go up forever. And, and we know that we went through that once, uh, you know, with the, with this housing recession in, in the uh, mid 2000s. Right. And, uh, yes. um, uh, so I, I will say this in the last week, since you and I last talked, there's a couple of things. I probably have seen more price reductions on houses up in the twin ports markets than I've seen all year. Um, and then the other thing, that when you and I talked last night time, there were 67 active listings on the market in Duluth. This week, Jim, there are 81 active listings. So we haven't had 81 active listings in Duluth proper on the market for quite some time. And you, you look across the board over Superior and Superior uh, last week, I think they had 21 active listings. This week, they've got 25. Right. And so I, I don't think there's any question that this market is uh, has, has changed. Is, is uh, You know, you're starting to see what everybody's been talking about, that there's been a shift that's occurred. The, the mortgage interest rates have, have uh, priced some people out of the market to where they can't buy. And it's it, you're starting to see a slowdown. Now, having said that, I still think there are a lot of agents that are really busy and they're really active and, and houses are still experiencing multiple offers on them. But overall, I do think that this market has, uh, and the Twin Ports has changed and what happens to it and how long we continue to see multiple offers in these activity levels, um, it just remains to be seen. Well, and how's your market down there? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny the way you said that is exactly the the same thing I would say. Um, I I checked the um, I look at our you know folks on our on our multiple listing service um, website. We can set up what we call a market monitor, you know. And Gary, I know you have the same thing, but I just want to explain it to our. So I, I've watched this thing, and it and it's a week over week performance, and. The amazing thing to me when the market was so hot is I never saw a price reduction. I mean, rarely, right? And in the last seven days, I would say that um, if you back it up, um, you know, to the last six months, the last seven days, price reductions equaled what I would see over like a six-month period. 
Um, and the thing is, too, is uh, I was recently showing houses, and I showed more houses. Um, I mean, I have more houses to show than, um, than I ever have down here. So in other words, if a buyer's in a, in a, in a price range, you know, we would exhaust the inventory. Um, now, and, and it's a pretty wide, pretty wide range that I work, you know, all over Port Charlotte. It's basically Charlotte County, Florida. I could show them houses, um, you know, and, and probably not run out. You know, so big difference. And um, you're, same thing down here. Properties are definitely still selling. Um, however, the price is king. Now you really have to mark the price where it is. Because if we are in the start of a slide, and I'm not going to say that either, but if we are in the start of a slide, you know, how do you know when the high point was, you know, before it started to slip? And um, I kind of think that, that, that we're, we're kind of there. So you have to accurately price your property um, in order to get it sold. There is no guessing game of where it's going to sell anymore, which I think is what some of the agents were playing and getting away with. So... It's very interesting. Well, I, yeah, no, it really is. And, you know, you, when you when you start to dive into the statistics that we have and you, you start to look at some of the, um, uh, you know, the values of active listings and, and where some of the concentration of these values are, you know, you look at things like from, and, and this, we break this down into $5,000 increments, or I, I can break it down into $5,000 increments. And... The most active markets have historically over the last, say, three years have been that 175 to 350 range. Right. Um, and that market from 180 to 190, it's just really starting to, to, uh, the inventories are starting to pick up. And so, you know, looking at that and then, uh, uh, looking at some of the other numbers and some of the other price points, um, it, it's still a good market. I mean, we can't sit here and say that, you know, hey, we're we're in a real fallback here. But you can see the inventory starting to pick up in, the, in these price ranges. And, and that's uh, and, and so, you know, I just uh, let me ask you, is this a good thing for the market? I mean, you know, we've everybody jumping in, having cheap money to buy houses. Yes, the prices had had uh, really spiraled out of control. But is this a good thing? for uh, uh, us in, in in the Twin Ports, nationally, whatever. Are these slowdowns good? And it, what's your opinion on that? Oh, I think it's a natural it's a natural thing. It's just the last two, if this is if this is indeed gonna be a slowdown, the last one was massive. Right? I mean prices fell so far, I mean, you know, recession, you know, they were they were getting closer to calling it something much worse. Whereas you and I, Gary, have been around for a while. Um, we've seen these cycles. They're five to seven years usually, or this is what had been going on ever since the beginning of real estate. Um, you know, and prices would, would gather momentum, and then things would cool, and they would drift down again. And then, you know, and this was a five to seven year cycle. And so let's say if it's seven years, we had high highs, then we'd probably, we'd probably run down for two years, and then we'd start gathering momentum again. So the last slide was so drastic that that's, I think that's what everybody remembers um, but if you go b before that, this was common. So I'm, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a good time for a correction. 
The one thing that worries me is these interest rates have been so tight as far as where they were um, for years going on, right? I mean, for the last how many years since the recession ended, they have been very, very steady. If they raised, you know, it was it was just very gradual. And you mentioned a point earlier to me about that, or on the radio show here that is the fact that the interest rates are jumping all around. You know, that's the thing that's that's new. Don't you feel the same? You know. Well, I think the unpredictability of them. Yes, I, right. There's no. Yeah, they're just kind of they're. Yeah. Whereas you know they were. I, I realize that they went up and then they kind of went down and then you know I mean but it's it's yeah this flutterings thing is what we haven't seen in a while. You know, and the other thing is. Uh, I still think that there's a mindset out there with buyers, and I, I was actually working with one. And this gentleman said to me, he said, "Hey, the interest rates jo- dropped. We were t- I had been keeping him tuned in, and, and those conventional rates went down to uh, like five and a half." And, and I said, "Man, I said if we can find you a house." He goes, "Well, I'm going to call my lender, and I'm going to get locked in." Hey, Gary, I gotta I gotta yeah. stop you right there because we gotta take a break here. We got into this, and I forgot to take a break. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We're going to be right back. Hang in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. I'm from REMAX down in Punta Gorda, Florida. And you can still reach me at 218-348-7653. And I can help you with any real estate needs you might have down in the southwest Florida area. And Gary, why don't you give out your phone number before we get back into it? I'm up here in the Twin Ports at 218-390-0615, licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. All right, so sorry about that hard break. We got into interest rates, and I, I and it's it's a compelling kind of a topic for me, so uh, we ran over our time, sorry. Um, but you were talking about this buyer that said he was going to, and you said he was going to go ahead and lock in, and that's kind of where we cut, so let's continue. Yeah, he wanted to come in and, you know, they made the, he made the comment to me. He said, I'm going to call my lender. I'm going to lock in my interest rate. And I said, well, I said, you can't do that. Right. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, you got to have a purchase agreement to lock in. He, I said, you know, once you lock in, you you have to, I mean, you can't, they, the lenders won't lock you in on an interest rate until you have a house. You know, you have a purchase agreement. You're in contract. He goes, well, why is that? And I said, well, first of all, I said, the locks don't last that long. I said they're forty-five, maybe sixty days, and so you know you 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 have to have uh, a house that um, uh, you know in the event something happens and we have to delay a little bit, you know there's enough time, enough headroom, so that lock doesn't expire. You know because if you don't close within the time period that that lock is for that interest rate, it expires, and then you're going to. Uh, you're going to have to lock in at whatever the going rate is at, at that point in time. And so I still think that there's a mindset that exists out there about people thinking that they can lock these interest rates in. Now, I, I, I was doing some reading last week, and I thought I came across an article, and I, maybe you saw this, where they said that they're going to be uh, a, there's going to be a pilot program where they're going to allow interest rate locks for up to six months. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. So, and that would be so unusual. And I just, I don't know how, how 
how that would work, how effective it would be because of the volatility. Obviously, if you lock in well, and they go up, that's good. I think that when you down, if, I bet you that you're going to be locking in at a rate that's higher than the current market because interest rates, you and I both know, change every day. So when like Wells Fargo offers uh, a borrower a lock um, and, uh, you know, whatever bank you want to call it, um, they're the ones that somebody's taking a gamble because when they get their loan, they're going to have to guarantee that rate. So they're going to have to pay, you know, they're going to have to pay a discount or, or they get a better deal. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that I would, wouldn't you think if you're going to offer a six month lock that they would say, Hey, the rates are here, but you're going to have to pay another half a point to get a six month lock. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't even read the article and but but I, I recall seeing the headline and and I um I wanted to read it but I didn't so I did I wasn't sure if you had heard about that but I'll see no. if I can find that again and get a little bit more information on it because that that would be so unusual. We just don't we've never seen that that I'm aware of in in any of the marketplace because they just simply won't do that. The lenders won't do that. So Well um, unless they're unless their their book of business is going down somewhat that they, they see this as a you know a next way to keep people in the market. Well, and I think that's a good point. I mean, I think that you and I have discussed what's going to happen. Well, lenders and process—I mean, processors, underwriters, um, some some other management—they're all getting laid off all over the country. Um, yes, I've I've read about that. You know, so yeah, their book of business is down. So yeah, there, there's going to be there'll be a way that they'll uh, they won't eat all of that gamble. But uh, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, it's a good idea. Um, I can see where buyers are would be getting a little bit like disappointed um, without being able to have a, a sure rate while they search for a house. I mean, I get we, we've seen that for all the time, but this is the first time I've ever heard of anybody solving that issue. Adjustable rate mortgages are they going to be on the comeback? Right, that could be another. Uh, you could hear that term start to come back into play because you know they can offer a lower interest rate. Right. Right now, uh, the adjustable initial... rate is going about an, an, an a point and a quarter. So it's about a it's you know it's about a one point two five percent less for a seven year adjustable. I'm just looking at some rates online, you know. Yeah, which is which is nice, and and you know if, if you go with the industry averages and you say you know generally people move out of their house every seven years, that's that's right. a good deal. You know, if you know that you're gonna you're, you're in a temporary job or, or whatever the case may be, even even if you um, are gonna live in your house for a long period of time, I mean, you know, if you can get a, a lock for seven years, and then it it's, it goes up, you can always refinance. You know, depending on right. what the rates are. So, um, I, I listen. I think the mortgage industry will always be creative. I think the, that. What we have been through in the last three years or so, you know, with the, the all of the people that have been working with within the real estate industry, and it's not just realtors. I mean, it's like you said, loan officers, it's title, it's, it's you know, whatever. You know, there's so many people involved in this um, that, you know, the consolidation of what we're going through right now. I mean, it had the industry had ballooned up so big. It was so massive. That this doesn't surprise me, and with the interest rates going up and the lack of refinances that are occurring in the in the uh, with the lenders, it's the shakeout of that industry is is it was predictable, and and so uh, but 
going forward, I mean, it, that mar- that industry will reach a bottom. What's the floor of them losing people? Where is it going to go? And then eventually when they reach that floor, they will recreate themselves. Something will happen because they're not going to stop lending money. And, and the, the real estate market isn't going to quit. And we're, the real estate market and the, and the financing of the real estate market is in s- such a much better place than it was with that previous housing recession that I just don't think we're going to, to, to ever experience that. And a lot of the national experts they say the same thing. They just there's they believe the banking industry is in such good shape, and the, the standards and the regulations that they enacted after that uh, uh, housing recession just won't allow it to happen. So the mortgage industry is going to recreate itself. Uh, what it looks like, I don't know, and and where the business, how it all starts to happen, I don't know. But this is a consolidation of a massive run up. Uh, that we have never seen. I'm not sure we'll ever see it again, Jim. I mean, this is what we could term as a golden era of real estate. And 10 years from now, we're going to look back on this, you know, 2016, 17, 18, 19, or forward into 2022 and say, wow, do you remember those days? And, um, (laughs) you know, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, do you remember when the banks failed? I mean, I do. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to forget that one. So yeah, no, I hear that. Um, and I think that, you know, um, when you're, when you're out of a, uh, you know, the census comes out every 10 years and then you really know about what the growth is or the not growth of a particular area, but they have an interesting way of, um, looking at the growth down here. And so I think that I, I think that the twin ports are going to be fine. Just like this area is going to be fine, even if it gets a little bit lower, we're all in the same soup kind of a thing. You know, if the if the prices start to drop, I don't think it's going to be crazy for either. So here, they looked at the three counties. I'm in Charlotte County, so they went up to Sarasota, and then I can't think of the county that's below us. But um, in from January to January, there were 40,000 new driver's license is issued and this is not for new drivers this is people coming into state um and they said it's an all-time high um you know so uh i think that you know the pandemic companies will allow people to i mean we've talked about this forever but they'll allow people to work from home you've got you've got the tools that go along with it like zoom that makes it so easy but anyway i i think that the the growth factor um, into our respective areas is going to is going to help us once again not feel the the super the super low bite of a, of a correction. So well, I, I I think that's I agree with that. You know, I don't I think we're going to have a correction. I think we're going through a consolidation, but I don't think we're going to die. I mean, I think it's going to be uh, it, it, it's just going to go through what it goes through and. Uh, uh, what that looks like in the next six months, year, you know, whatever. I, none of us know, but it's it's certainly something we're going to keep an eye on. And uh, uh, and interesting enough to Jim, there's a guy that I follow on Twitter, uh, and he's he's a Canadian real estate mortgage banker, and I've been following this guy, and he posts a lot of great information. His name is Ron Butler, and he's. Um, he doesn't miss his words. <laughs> he, he will. He tells it like it is, and 
and he's the Canadian real estate market, in his opinion, is is really in for a huge amount of pain as we get into 2023. And what he says is going on with some of the uh, the Canadian real estate practices and the Canadian lending. Um, he said it's just everybody uh, buckle up, get ready because it's going to be unlike anything we've ever experienced, you know, in the, in the housing market. And he seems to know what he's talking about, but, but, and that doesn't surprise me with, with a lot of the stuff and the political stuff that's going up on Canada, uh, what that looks like and uh, uh, how that affects all the real estate economy up there. Boy, that's going to be a, a market to watch as well. Well, and I've, you know, I've talked to a lot of agents down here too. Here's the thing, um, you know, when, I mean, I got a, I got an FHA offer accepted after, I, I think it was the ninth offer that I wrote for these people, and I couldn't believe it that we actually got it, because usually we, we would run into cash, you know, and, um, and, and lose out. And I've talked to several agents now that had cash buyers that didn't find a house. Now, all of a sudden, the perfect one's coming up, and they're going, you know what, I'm going to hold off for a while. You know, so that's what we're hearing. So, I mean, um, it's it's people might be forced out of uh, being able to purchase in their price range uh, if they need a mortgage, but the cash people have cash for a reason, and it's not to throw it out there when maybe the market says, wait. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Time will tell if, if those people are right, but, but it's a feeling too. So I think that there's a lot of people that are watching this real estate market and what's going to happen. Well, I, I think there's a lot of people that um, unfortunately are watching the real estate market because they've been priced out of it. I yeah, think I know. There, are, yep. there, there are buyers that are no longer able to, to, to consider buying a house. They just simply can't afford it because of these higher interest rates. And what they were facing when they were in the market with all the competition, they weren't getting the house anyways because they were always, if they were an FHA buyer or a VA buyer with these these types of mortgages are a little bit more restrictive, and in the eyes of you know real estate agents, when you have when you have multiple offers, you always try to take the path of least resistance. And your FHA and your VA mortgages typically aren't the path of least resistance. So, consequently, these people just were always fighting an uphill battle. Right. I mean, we would because we would the say they you know, they say to an FHA buyer down here, "Thanks for setting the price." <laughs> I mean, you know, and yeah, but it's absolutely true and how frustrating is it? Um, it, you know, I mean, anyway, it it um it's going to be interesting. You can't take you can't take, you know, the majority of the buyers who are going to get financing, you know, double the cost of what it's going to be in order to purchase and, and not think it's not going to have an impact. Um, well, you know, again, just the sheer numbers of this market and how it's changed and how it's affected people that um, can't buy a house anymore. Listen, the mental stress of that particular issue is something that people don't think about. But the people that have been priced out of the market that can no longer buy, they're dealing with some very emotional things right now. And the fact that they either are stuck where they're stuck, a lot of them are renting, and they're going to have to continue to rent, and they don't have any prospect of being able to get into a house until, the, the, uh, until a couple of things happen. 
either they have a, a, a better financial picture, they paid on their debts, their debt to income ratios change, um, the mortgage interest rates come back down, or this market just completely eases where the inventories really start to go up and maybe you'll start to see things like um, sellers paying buyers closing costs again. Oh yeah, now, I think yeah, we're a, yeah. I think we're a long way off from that. I don't think that's going to happen here anytime soon, but it's something that the buyers that were in the market four, five, six months ago that are no longer in the market and just because of the finances, um, you know, they're the, the mentality, the mental, their mental health, the state of their mental health is not good right now because it's like, what do you mean we can't buy a house? Well, and like, you know, I think that, you know, all the price reductions that we're seeing, um, it, it, you know, I am talking to my sellers, you know, um, and saying, look, uh, we might be at the top of the hill looking down and you know, where you, where you sell in time is where you're going to be, you know, if it is starting to run downhill a little bit. So we need to be aggressive now and you need to be open with an offer because we're not getting, you know, and these are come expensive pro- properties. We're not getting the multiple offers that, that we did, you know, three, four months ago. And that's probably gone, you know, for a while. And anyway, um, and down here, especially until, you know, December. I mean, that's, you know, we're, we're kind of in our winter down here, Gary, as far as buyers go. So, well, I, I, I think you're right, you know, and I think, you know, one of the things to me that continues that I think is a strong market, I still think it's a good market when it comes to residential housing. Um, I still think that this upper end market, Jim, is doing quite well. When you look at some of the numbers here, you know, locally, um, I don't think that market's really experiencing a slowdown. You know, when you look at properties that have sold for $500,000 plus, um, we've had almost 50 houses over $500,000 sold in right. the city of Duluth this year so far. Well, and like you I know, said, we and might that's be... a healthy number. Yeah. And the we... average sale price of those sold properties is just under $700,000. So I think you've got... When when you look at... And you really break these markets down, I think you, your experience is a slowdown in that 175 to 350 range... And, and I think you've got a very good market in that $500,000 plus market. And then when you start getting six hundred, $700,000 plus, you've got a fairly healthy market. I don't think that that market's being affected uh, as much as some of these slow, these uh, lower price markets. And, and so that's an unusual, that's very unusual. To All see right, that Gary, we got it. We got to take a break here. So. All right, we'll come back and finish up that conversation as soon as we can, folks. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Mr. Callagher, why don't you give us your uh, your digits, as they say, or we used to say. 218-390-0615 up here in the Twin Ports. All right, and you can reach me down here in Punta Gorda, Florida at 218-348-7653. All right, so um, we were talking about what's going on with this market. And, um, you know, you, you pointed out some nice things that you've got healthy markets there in, in some price ranges, and we do as well. 
Um, I, however, think that these markets might be at the high water mark, you know, right now for maybe a, a year or so. I don't know, but it just everything is just pointing that it's going to be corrected. I mean, you can't double interest rates. So I still I still stand on that, that I think that, you know, people should be aggressive when they want to sell their house um, right now. And uh, you should consider all offers because, you know, it's hard to look in that rearview mirror. Well, you know, you know, again, getting back to some of these statistics right now in the city of Duluth. Last year, you know, when you look at last year, and we talk about this a little bit, we sold, I think, it was 17 houses in our MLS, uh, the Duluth market, over a million dollars. Unheard of. Right. I mean, we, I don't disagree. I, it's, it's been a crazy, awesome market. You know, right now we have 11 properties on the market over a million dollars. And of those 11, um, Four have sold and three are pending. And one of the ones that is that are, are pending, um, well, two of them, all three of them, let's say, they're all in the one point three million dollar range. Yep. So, you know, when you look at some of these and you say, hey, you know, we're having a slowdown, the mortgage rates are up, some people have been priced out of the market. Uh, you know, but the markets are still active. They're still busy. We're still getting multiple offers. And then you look at these upper markets and you say, what the heck? You know, why, you know, what's going on? What is driving this market? What is, you know, especially in the Twin Ports, Jim. And then you and I talked about a house last week over in Superior that sold for 400000 and some change, and which is also very unusual. What is driving these upper end homes? What is pushing that market and, and causing that market to be so good up here? And I think, I think it's at Essentia Medical Campus, and I think both Essentia and St. Luke's. These medical uh, right. oh, facilities yeah. that we have in this community, I think, are going to be driving these upper end markets. And this this could be something that could last for several years, because when you look at the scope of of healthcare. And you look at what is going on in a regional basis and the draw that these facilities are going to have, not just across this local market here, but this could be something where this is this could be a draw from you going to the Dakotas, Iowa, Michigan, maybe Canada is coming down. I don't know, but I think this is a significant draw. Add in the mail clinic to this, Jim. Now that's the that's down in Rochester. That's a little bit removed, but the point being, logistically, uh, when you look at this stuff, we're not that far from them. There are a lot of people across the globe that come to the Mayo Clinic because of the the healthcare. Yeah, and you've got Duluth. It's got an international airport. You've got you've got everything, I, and I totally get that. And and I think that, you know, we also have to add in the, the capability of people to work, you know, wherever the heck they want. And, um, you know, although it was it was crappy on the 4th of July, it's so beautiful there. It's such a scenic place. It's it's such an Arctic place. You know, I mean, looking, um, I mean, I, I, I miss the area a lot. Um, but I think that, you know, Zoom calls, you know, as a, as a way to, to meet and to do all and 
people are, are these companies are looking for efficiency too. So people are being able to choose more than ever where they want to live. So uh, and that's a boon for you, and it's also a boon for us down here in Florida with you know no state income tax. Um, you know, and I was waiting for the hammer to fall on other taxes, you know, in order to make up for it, but not really. I mean, the cost of living down here is the same as it is in, you know, the twin ports. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. I think we're, I think we have two very strong markets, but I also, I think we're going to have an adjustment, but we'll be fine. You know, I agree with you. And I think a huge point you make the mobile workers, this is a fascinating phenomenon that we've been dealing with over the last few years here. And we, you and I go back talking about what people are looking for in houses and how it's changed. Yeah. And, and, and the, you, you know, I, and I, I don't know, know they, what the percentage is, but the home office has become a big, uh, big ticket item that people look for in housing. Well, there was, there was one real estate agent down here that they, they interviewed him and he said, he said, if you could sum it up into one word, you know, what has caused this? And his answer was Zoom. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good answer. That's a good answer. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, so a lot of things driving the market. I still, you know, when we, we talk about the markets consolidating and, and everything that's going on, but I still think it's a good, healthy market. I yeah, still think the exactly. are doing quite well. And I think another part of, of the, the uh, real estate economy that is doing real well is multifamily. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, you, yep. you know, you look at these things, and there was—I think it was an eight plex or a four plex, whatever it was—that hit the market for over five hundred grand last week. And I thought, no way, that thing ain't going to sell. Well, it's pending already, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Who's buying this stuff? And uh, a duplex for four hundred thousand hit the market last week. I thought, nah, 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 pending. So, wow. yeah, these markets, all these markets are doing so well. Um, it's tough to talk about a doom and gloom scenario, but there are people that have faced this doom and gloom simply because of the rise in interest rates. And so um, uh, uh, I, I think to see everything the way that it's shaking out, I think it's, it's interesting. And um, uh, what it's all going to look like in six months to a year, I don't know. But uh, what well, we're and I can, right I can tell you this is a shift. I mean, as a as a kind of a, a example of the same thing down here. Um, so just north of me is a is a a big a big city called Northport, and it's big in terms of of, of size, you know, geography wise. You know, it's there's a lot of acres, and they announced a two hundred and twenty four unit, a two hundred and seventy six unit, um, uh, and one more. That they're they're bringing to uh, just this month's like um, meeting, you know, council meeting, and and you know everybody everybody always objects to those things. At least if you live in the area, but these things are going to be right off the freeway, um, and you know, I it's just they're building them anywhere they can um, because there's such a shortage of uh, of housing down here. If you want to build a house, even if you, you know, at, at, if you said, you know what, that's fine. Let's go build a house. Builders are two-year backlog here, you know, so it's, and, and there's no shortage of land. I remember in the Twin Ports, that was hard. You know, if you had somebody that wanted to build a house and they didn't want to be out in the county, they wanted to be in the city at some point in time during our careers, sometimes it was hard to locate something. Um, down here, not, not, the, not the case. There's all kinds of 
um, already vacant lots with streets plotted in. They did this before the last recession because it was going so bonkers. But anyway, um, yep, all good times, and I, I think a, a little adjustment is necessary, and we'll see what happens after the elections. How's that one? Well, that's another big part. What's all that going to look like? I and that's that's coming upon us. I mean, we're in, in mid July now, and uh, August, September, October. You know, we got basically ninety days, and and what that all looks like remains to be seen. But right, but when are they going to turn up the advertising? Well, I, uh, I, I, it, I it's coming. That. You're starting to see a lot of the yard signs picking up. And, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, and we got a big governor race in the state of Minnesota this year. So, you know, what that governor race looks like here, that's uh, all going to be interesting. Politics plays a big role in, in a lot of people's lives. And uh, Hey, did I hear uh, right? That, did somebody say that Mark Rosen is going to be running for something? You know, I Not something I've heard. I he was like know. a sportscaster out of the Twin Cities. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, all right, Gary. Listen, we are we're coming up on our on our last break, and then we got another four minutes to finish it up after this. So, why don't you give out your phone number one more time? Two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. And my number down here in Florida is two one eight three four eight seven six five three. You're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We will be right back. Hey, welcome back. To the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show for um, this July 10th of 2022. Mr. Gallagher, um, let's talk about the Cozy. Our good friend, the Cozy. It never the stops. It's, you know, listen, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it won't go away. it's like a drama to me. You know, it's been a, it's been a, it's a soap opera. Yes, I mean, yes. <laughs> Well, it's back in the news, and now they're saying that this developer has stepped forward, and uh, the gentleman, Rob Raymond, that owns the Pickers and some other of these, Burrito Union, I think he owns, and the Canal Park thing, so, uh, but he's jumped out of the woodwork here and might be uh, able to save that, so. Well, listen, uh, more power to him if he can do it. I mean, if they can come to that kind of a resolution and the place actually is restored and this guy's got all the money in the world to do it or he's going to get the grants to do it or whatever i mean you know god bless him um maybe he should take over the role of uh keeping it up until he gets it fixed too well i think a couple things i mean i think there's so many dynamics that go on with this stuff jim and and i we're we're just not going to have time to get into them all but one of the i think the biggest thing is that that these guys have have utilized in in uh redeveloping some of these properties is the uh historic tax credit exactly exactly and, and minnesota has um uh that tax credit's no longer available and that that went away they didn't agree to extend it in uh, this recently ended leg- legislative session and so uh <laughs> those were huge incentives for redevelopment across the state minnesota uh, was one of the biggest benefactors of that uh, and, and Duluth itself was 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 uh, enjoyed the uh, uh, what that helped people do in redevelopment, and they're not going to have that. And I think that that was upwards of like twenty percent that you could you could get in in these historic tax credits. And so how that affects that, te- and that would be a project that would be tailor made for those. 
So how that affects and, and whether or not they bring that back next year. But I think really at the end of the day, what I'm looking at, what I'm seeing in the cozy here, this place ain't going away anytime soon. And and it's not going to get tore down anytime soon. It's not going to get out of the news anytime soon. And I think it's really unfortunate because it's it's been hanging around too long. And a couple of other things. Tell me when they have a minute left because we have a I minute left. Re- when I look at redevelopment there, Jim, and if you're talking about housing, I, I just, I really, there's two big things that really come to mind. You got the St. Regis Hotel, uh, apartments that are right above there. Right. Tough, tough place. You've got the Francis Skinner, which is down on, on First Avenue East and First Street, which is less than a block away. You got the adult bookstore. You got the vacant building right next door to the Clayton Jackson, um, memorial. You've got so many things there that to me are negative. That it's like, how do you how do you get a developer that wants to come in there and say, hey, yeah, I'm going to dump millions of dollars in this for housing when you got so much negative stuff that's going on right around it? Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, if he's going to redevelop it, maybe he's going <laughs> to. Well, who knows? I mean, but if he's if he wants to develop, if he wants to save it, great. You know, uh, I would be all for it, but step up to the plate. You're in the batter's box, baby. Let's get this thing done and get it the heck out of the news. Get it redeveloped, then. If, if you want to save it, save it. So, anyway, that's it, Gary. Why don't you give out your phone number one more time? 218-390-0615. Thanks for listening to us this week. And my number is 218-348-7653. Hope you enjoyed today's show, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610 AM.